actually feeling better because we had a little crisis here in the studio, a little technical crisis. Shout out. Thanks, Tom. Uh, and it's fixed. And I feel like I handled an emergency, you know, and so maybe that's good for my self-esteem. And uh, so let's move on. I am so, so thrilled. I have this incredible guest artist to show to share with you today who's going to share with you. And she's a really amazing special outlier. I'm going to call her an outlier because she has a really weird background <laughs> for an artist, just for an artist. And what's even, and there's a special bonus. She brought her son with her. Her son's name is, I have it right here, Sage. And he's 15. He looks like he's a really well-behaved kid. Thedra, say hello. So let me introduce. Hey, guys. Say your name because I didn't say it properly. I'm sure of it. Thedra. Thedra what? Thedra. Color Ledford. Okay. And that's. Sage Color Ledford. Yeah, he's, he's 15. He's got that teenage boy thing. Is he a good kid? He's the best. He is, right? He's, he's so well-behaved. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. Are you fun, though, Sage? You're too well-behaved. I hope so. Well, look at your mom. You, there's nothing to rebel there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to give you this, like, really quick bullet-pointed uh, rundown on uh, Thedra so that we can get to the good stuff. All right? And uh, I already warned Thedra about that. I'm going to, like, uh, kind of boil her entire life down to about a minute and a half, which is sad but necessary because uh, we only have a very brief time in this room together. So, anyway, Thedra was born in Abilene, Texas. She moved to Mexico City. And then, to, basically, she grew up in a small Texican more. Mexico border town and then at 16 she emancipated in order to move to Dallas by herself which is so weird emancipated <laughs> at 16 to to attend some special you know high school for performing and visual arts uh, and then she received a full scholarship to Cal Arts where she met her husband Stephen your dad Sage yes so your dad <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Did CCAC, you ever? Not, did oh. you did you ever have like one of those uh, paternity tests? Are you sure? Does he look like you? Yes. Identical. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, but anyway, it was really weird because they were both virgins when they met, and they were both eighteen. <laughs> so uh, I find that weird. Do you, Sage? Not really. No. Okay. Because you grew up that way. So they're married by 21. So look how weird that is. An artist, like a radical feminist artist yeah, who got married at age 21 and was a, ver whatever, you know what I just said. It was said. a I'm past life thing. I'm not going through it again. Okay, good, please. Okay, and then uh, she went to, uh, studied art and drawing at Oxford in the UK. That's even weirder, right? Yep. weird, weird shit, yeah. Um, for, ma and you got a master's in printmaking and sculpture. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they uh, did a lot of different things. And now they uh, run an independent art studio uh, for the last 25 years in uh, for in Houston. And they are uh, her husband's in marketing. Steve. Yep. Steve. Steven. Steven's in marketing. We've I, only been I back. I got this right. <laughs> Look at me. I feel like this is, is this a test? I'm just trying to do it because... You're doing awesome. I'm just trying to do it fast so that we can get to the... Like I said, so they have two sons. Uh, one is here, Sage, and then there's this older one, Loden, mm -hmm. 25, uh, lives in Philly. 
Is he an artist? <laughs> no. <laughs> what does he do? Marketing startup. Marketing startup, like his dad, yeah. really, right? Mm-hmm. And they have two sons, uh, two cats, two dogs, and six chickens. And um, one of the things, uh, just one of the details that I want you to know about uh, Thedra's life, which is very important to her art. And I posted all this shit that you guys should really check out <laughs> yeah. on the Facebook page. And I'm going to post it again on the on when I post this on the web. But the thing is, is that after Thedra had been doing art for 25 years, uh, it's a long story. So I'm going to really condense it. She was helping a friend who had uh, needed a kidney. She was donating a kidney, and she had a mastectomy. And then she found out through that mastectomy that she was already in the hospital for like two days from the the kidney surgery. No, no, no. Let me stop you there. Okay, you go Uh, ahead. Okay, Okay, do it quick. We were in a chain of seven, and my kidney was supposed to go to a woman in UCLA, and California requires a mammogram. And so we were three days from surgery where I was going to donate my kidney. And then they said, you have to go in for a mammogram. I went in and I could see the technician's face. And then he showed me and it lit up and it looked just like a big Star Wars picture. And they're like, we're, you, we're not taking your kidney. You're going to be giving us something else. Two titties. Oh, man. So, yeah, once you get cancer, they don't want anything in you. Oh, <laughs> okay. Thank you for straightening yeah. that out. Very, very efficiently, too. Okay, good. So she uh, lost... Uh, both her breasts or had them cut off and um, you didn't have reconstruction. I, I did. did it, and they stayed infected for three fucking weeks. And then I f- saw an image on Facebook and found this amazing group called Flat and Fabulous on Facebook. Sisters that choose not to reconstruct and mama's still got a lot of junk in the trunk. And so by the but just seeing those one or two images of women without it, I'm like, ooh, that's who I can be. So. so there you go, and um, that's so that really informs her work, and her work is amazing. She sent me two books. I had these two books, and uh, she had a solo show at the Contemporary Art Museum in Houston that was curated by New York's very own original. <laughs> We're not letting go of him, Bill Arney, Woo-hoo! and anybody that's been in New York since the 90s uh, has incredible respect for Bill Arning. And there's also another person that uh, I know that many, many people have respect for that brought me and Thedra together, and that's Chrissy Crawford, who got to meet uh, Thedra at a art fair in Houston and immediately introduced us via the Internet, and we were in touch and sp- had a lovely conversation, stuff like that, until she could finally visit here and today's the first day I got to meet her. That's awesome. all I'm saying. She's got bright fucking crazy pink <laughs> hair. She told me that I needed to meet the Brooklyn badass since I was Texas titless badass. Oh wow. <laughs> this is I love it. I love it. I love uh, thank you, Chrissy. Thank <laughs> She's you. awesome. I have such a warm place in my heart. Chrissy's really in inspiration. So there you have it, guys. So anyway, I think um, there's so much weirdness here, right? Like, first of all, like, how did you get, um, like, what it, What does it mean? Like, why, being um, emancipated when you're 16, like, what was that about? I'm not really sure. A lot of therapy, so I probably... Um did you know anybody else or like how um, did you how did you pull that off? You mean you just wanted to go to this school? I don't know why I needed to be emancipated in order to go to this school, but uh, my, the logic was my mom's like, well, you know, if you break your arm, you can check yourself into the hospital. 
Oh, so it wasn't like you said fuck you to your parents. No, it wasn't really like that. But now that I have kids and looking back on it, it's a little quirky, a little strange. But um, Well, your parents your parents were both artists. We should mention that your father made paintings that were not that were decorative for yeah, in, he, interior design type paintings. Yep, he disowned me when I turned 40, legally. Why? He's an asshole. And what about your mom? No, she's awesome. She lives in Eagle Pass, Texas on the border of Mexico. So did they... Did, when did, did they get divorced then? When I was two. Oh, yeah. so you basically grew up with your mom then. Yeah, exactly. Just my mom. Okay, and then you got emancipated because you... I was moving away to go to art school it was, in Dallas. It was, a, it was convenient, and your mom was cool with it. Yeah, or she wanted to be done with me, but you know we won't go there. Really? Were you were you like a pain? Were you like that's only a year older than your lovely son who's here right now? And were you a pain in the ass? Not like a nice kid like him? No, I think I, I was pretty pretty. I was a really good kid. Oh, uh, when you're in a all all Hispanic ninety nine point nine percent Hispanic community, and you're the only Anglo blonde, and they let you out of class early because if you walk through the halls, your butt's going to get pinched so hard you're going to have a a, a blue butt so the, the white girl gets let out earlier it's just a strange culture i grew up in a very um odd culture but i didn't live with anglos or white people till i was 16 and moved to dallas and had culture shock hmm so you you but you were really like um you got invested in art very early i'm guessing yeah. because of your parents right yeah they only wanted an artist and, um, so they really wanted you to be an artist. Yeah, that's how they. And how did they? But your dad? Did you have a lot to do with your dad? Oh, holidays and yeah, just until I, you know, turned forty and anyway. So issues. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, so okay, so huh? Wow. I love that I've stumped you. <laughs> Well, I mean, your your background is very unconventional yeah. for most artists, a, right? I, right. My parents got their art degrees in San Miguel de Allende in the 60s. They left Abilene, Texas on the train and went down there. They were like before Bohemians were Bohemian, you know, they were kind of ahead of the game. And so um, my mom taught at the American School in Mexico City. And um, it was just kind of a, a crazy, you know, you get a weird name like Thedra. You want to be named Jennifer. Um, your name Thedra, and you're and you have a weird, crazy artist mom. So you were kind of a, you were you were you an outsider, or how did you handle being like? How did you handle it? How did you handle being? You know, am well, I am I correct in saying like the only white girl from yeah. a creative background? Yeah, um, I I don't know how my mother was like ahead of the game, but we listened to like um, very contemporary work. Um, Music work, she always had me, you know, I, I got Architectural Digest, and I know it was the only one being sent in 1984 to, to Eagle Pass, Texas, because the, the postmaster told us. But um, my parents really, they wanted to create the perfect storm of an artist, and I, I have a lot of love, but I also have a lot of resentment, because um, there was this box under the Christmas tree one year, and you, it rattled, and it was wooden, and I thought for sure it was a dollhouse. And it was a professional grade easel. Uh -huh. So um, I've, I've tried to quit art three times. And mm -hmm. um, first time was the baby I had in grad school in England, mm -hmm. Loden. And then the second time was the baby eight years later in Houston. And then the third time was I was going to give a friend a kidney. And um, there's really nothing cheaper for therapy than art. And yeah. So I just always go back. Yeah. So what do you think you would have 
would have done if you had oh yeah fbi cia i have really good memory and they were looking for moms that were gonna track you know child molesters in malls oh wow i actually looked into it when i was 35 but i was like so cool (laughs) i have really good memory that's great really dyslexic but um i have a i can totally recall people's facial images wow so do so did you um so did you ever think about combining that with your work or is it in there it's still kicking around in there yeah so the other thing that's really unusual is that you got married so young and you you like your work what i was trying to figure out and you tell me like your work is obviously very i mean there's a sexual aspect but it's not i mean well that's what's confusing about it because uh, that's what i'm confused about that's what i'm trying to put out there anything you want dr lisa i know i'm just trying to formulate this confusing thought into into a question which is how how is it that your work sort of i wouldn't say it's sexual but in a in a not like in a in a well it's aggressive and it's sexual but uh well there's no like it's it's sexual because it's about the female body it's about the body but it's not sexual in and is it is it sexual in a way of like you know like uh, women parading for men? No, I don't think so. I, I don't think so. Um, my so. mom. It was just my mom and I, and she was quite a character and was uh, a nudist. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. And, what do you mean by that? Um, like she would garden in just clogs and a hat, and she get was, out. Um, well, that's freaky, isn't it? I know. See, so freaky. Okay, Sage. So, see, Sage. your grandmother's a lot was a lot worse than me. I'm a. I, you've got a lot of tits hanging in your house, and that's is, a weird. Thing is she that, around? Oh yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's still a nudist. Can you picture Sage? Could you picture your grandma doing that? Yeah, that's too bad. That sounds disgusting. It is. It is. <laughs> I, I forgot. Our grandson does think it. Well, actually, she still do. So your your mother is really weird. Yes, she is, and she's adorable. But you know, when I when I brought the husband home, or when she started coming out and hanging out with us in in the Bay Area in Oakland, um, she 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 transitioned to sarongs. Ah. Okay. So you know. <laughs> so what what I'm saying is like there's I'm having trouble like even formulating a question that involves your work because there's something that's really upfront sexually about it, but more about the nudity part maybe. Although you did have like a Barbie doll, a woman dressed as a Barbie doll at one of your exhibitions at the opening that you used to um, make more art at the opening, right? Yes. So that's a sexual thing. So I'm just curious. And then, like, I'm just going to say this. Like, you got married when you were 18 and you've only slept with one guy. Yeah. So uh, in my mind, and this could just be me, that sounds like you're not experienced. Or, I mean, there must be. (laughs) You guys must. I, I don't know. I can't picture it. And I can't picture what that kind of sexuality is like. Is this okay, Sage? Oh, my gosh. I brought my 15-year-old son. Um, Okay, just plug your ears. I mean, we're. No, but you know uh, what I'm saying? Like, how do you make such feminist, explicit art, maybe explicit, and still not, like, have had the typical sexual journey? 
Well, I guess we're, we're I'll, first I'll say this tastefully because you're thinking like, my God, my mom's watching and my kid's right here. But um, we weren't prudes. Let's put it that way. Um, you and your husband? Yeah. I mean, we, we decided, you know, when you're that young, you've got to watch a lot of porn. We kind of came of age in San Francisco. Oh, okay. So, I mean. Um, so you can, so you guys really, you, you, what, what, what you've made up, that's kind of the question I was asking, what you've made up in quantity, you've. What you what you did, what you lacked in quantity, you made up in quality. Absolutely. You know, oh, okay. Yeah. So you probably have more experience than most people. Well, really. I like really classy. Oh, I'm not going to admit this. I'm not going to say anything about classy sex clubs in New Orleans. But um. Oh, so yeah. you guys we're really not, we're not prudes, but we yeah. have never slept with anyone else. Oh, okay. 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 Oh, that's interesting. Uh, okay. Well, there that learned me big time. And um, I've. He so was, that's probably <laughs> partly why you guys have lasted as long and not have gotten bored, I bet. Oh, yeah. He's awesome. He's the best. So great. And my poor son is here, but we probably should really talk about the art that I really can't show in Houston, Texas, because he, he's a marketer in oil and gas company, and he wears like a khaki shirt. Oh, I see. I, I, I do this work. Plug your ears. Say, just plug them, and I'll put money in your therapy jar. Um, <laughs> I um, love that. <laughs> I love that. Um, I've just been telling the kids their maps, but um, I'm a squirter, and I uh-huh. make these coitographs, uh-huh. and they're um, my ejaculations. Oh, really, really, just just plug your ears, sweetheart. I'll, I'll buy you a big hamburger. And, you know, <laughs> and uh, anyway, so uh, sex is not a taboo thing at our household, but I sit with the black light and my glasses and the, the glasses, and then I trace them, and they look like um, archipelago islands and maps huh but those things are things you just absolutely you know can't so why you can't so you can't really yeah have you tried to get them shown here no hmm do you have them anywhere maybe we should shout out guys get on it somebody's (laughs) gonna want this well the hubby's coming into town on saturday i'm just kidding no (laughs) oh oh we could do a live performance Ah! Okay, Bizarre oh, Bushwick. Yeah. You should yeah, go like their way. That. You're here. Anyway. We will. You got to go there. So I'm. look at that. I'm going to start saying that. I learned something today. I am. Thank you. Okay, I you've made my about, kick in, and now I'm all stressed. Are you doing okay there, Sage? I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> no, you know what? Um, I'm actually really so curious. Uh, now, now that we've gotten that out of the way, I'm going <laughs> to ask Sage a few questions. Oh, because. So, Sage, uh, do you, so are you, do you, do you want to be an artist? Your older brother sounds like he went into like a business kind of thing, maybe a little bit like, I know I'm done with all this crazy shit around here. I want to, I want to like more serious conventional life. Is that true? Absolutely. I, I think I can say from experience, I absolutely hate art. Oh, all right. Not necessarily the art itself, just I'm tired of it. I, yeah. I live with it, and I love my mom's work, and I love my mom, but it's just so hard just constantly going to, like, galas and shows and dressing out and stuff like that. Oh, um, man, that's because you're a kid. Yeah. Wait till you get old, and then you never go anywhere, and then you'll be excited about it. No, I'm kidding, of course. Whatever. Ask him what kind of high school he goes to. What kind of high school do you go to? I actually uh, am going to an aviation high school where I will get my pilot's license. Oh, wow. So what, wow, at what age? Um, Probably around my junior, senior year. So like by 18, you're going to be a pilot? Yep. 
single engine. That's crazy. Yeah, and it's it's um HISD. It's you know we're not talking private expensive. We're talking free. Oh, the school. The school's free in wow. Houston, Texas. Wow. You know, Texas. Shout out to Texas. Exactly. They, I thought that place was horrible. Well, I mean, know. I've been to Austin <laughs> and I've been to um, San Antonio, but wow, they've got like free schooling in Texas for shit like that. Yeah. Wow, of. we learned something there again. You've you've blown so far. You've blown my uh, stereotypes about virginity and Texas. This is a big day for me. <laughs> so, Sage, how did you get into um, flying? Well, I've always had a curiosity and liking for like aviation. Like me and my dad would go to like flight shows. Oh, and, his uh, grandma flew. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, NASA is located in Houston, so we'd always do these fun flying sort of stuff. Mm. And so uh, I was sitting in a middle school cafeteria with all these like high school uh, sort of big posters, and we were walking around like a job fair. And I see off in this corner, there's this little school with a big picture of a commercial jet in the back and I'm like that's pretty cool and no one is over there except for the magnet coordinator so wow I walk so over you're just and, drawn to it yeah it was, and were your parents uh supportive yes of course yes yeah okay and I'm gonna do another shout out to Radio Free Brooklyn uh, which is the best radio station in the entire planet we need we need stations like this more than ever go to Patreon you can sponsor this show too and I'm speaking with uh Thedra on Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit about her uh, amazing art and uh, her life. And, like, I'm learning a lot. <laughs> so, Sage, tell me your your take on your parents. Like, are they – or well, let's talk about your mom because she's the one here. So is your mom not like other moms? Absolutely. She is totally unique in every way mm-hmm. that I could even imagine, like – I have friends who have, I don't, I don't want to be mean, but sort of boring moms yeah. compared to my mom, who's this like fun, creative, colorful person who always will brighten my day. Who Stop. Always... You sound <laughs> like you're bullshitting. Love this mom. <laughs> no, you can't hand. That's so Aww. interesting. I think that uh, your mom got, you got, you couldn't take, the, you couldn't take the compliment. I can't. Why? It's just weird to hear that out of a 15-year-old. <laughs> well, he's your 15-year-old. He's not everybody's 15-year-old. Does that, How does that make you feel, I'm Really Thedra? good. I'm about to cry. Like, this is just... We, he, we used to live in the city when he was a baby, and we took him all around to all the places, like, um, where he broke his leg and the Chinese daycare that he went to and, in the city, and... And we've just had the last really awesome three days, and now I kind of feel all verklempt, and I'm going to cry. Verklempt. Don't get all sappy on us. I'm sappy. Thank you, Sage. You just look at this. Look at this bonding. Awesome. Oh yes. So Sage, um, there. I'll bet. I'm going to say this. I'm going to call you on this. I bet there have been times in your life. Now that we said so many goddamn nice things. Yeah. I bet there are times in your life where you're like. God, I just wish my mother was just normal. This is so embarrassing. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so yeah. tell us what. Tell so, us the one that's traumatized you the most. Well, just about five seconds ago. <laughs> no. no, tell us. Tell us what. There's one that's stuck with you. What is it? It's got to be. So a few years ago, my mom and sort of our and some of her friends wanted to throw this art camp, uh, and it lasted for about three years over the summer. Um, it was 
like three solid weeks of just making art. And e- even at that age, like I was probably 10 or so, mm-hmm. um, I knew I didn't like art. Like, mm-hmm. And so for three solid weeks in the summer when I was trying to do fun stuff, she mm-hmm. had me uh, like working out there, talking to, you know, people I didn't really know, like mm-hmm. kids uh, mm-hmm. ranging from all ages. And I just, I, yeah. I would run into my room like, Screaming, I couldn't take it. It was too what? What about it? Did you feel forced to socialize? Yeah. So was that she, was that the like the worst part? It's gonna sound sort of bad, but she sort of used me as like a marketing. Uh, <laughs> you felt like, exploited. Oh, yeah. exploited. You were exploited. You, you were totally Thedra, you exploited. You exploited your son. Absolutely. Did you feel bad about it? Did uh, you know, Thedra? Did you know that he wasn't enjoying it? Or I did. And what, what was your, like, I just kept saying, gotta do it? I just kept saying, we're making three grand this summer, suck it up. We're making yeah. three grand, oh, suck it up. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, she, she that's always... a family business. You were too, yeah. young, to, you were too yeah. young to understand that. You yeah. went, you were working. You were working. The moms that dropped off their kids in white SUVs and didn't get off the phones, um, you know, Republicans, mm-hmm. we would charge them more. Oh, Don't ever tell cool. anyone that. Yeah, no. I'll but um, we can't do it, it anymore because the house is filled with titties. Oh, oh. And uh, I mean, the kids that come to camp now know who I am and know, but but I don't make Sage participate anymore. But like Sage, did you ever have like some kind of school meeting where your mom showed up and like with pink hair and things? And did, were you were you like, yeah, you show mom, or did you, did you ever think I just wish I had a regular mom? occasionally we'll have like the school meet like i'm a freshman in high school so mm-hmm. like when we were going to like meet the teachers mm-hmm. it was always sort of awkward like uh just walking in bright pink hair it's, but it it's enjoyable i'm glad she does it in the in the big picture yeah you know what else i sense i sense a um generational there's a generational resentment that uh you both have about having art shoved down your throat. Yep. Absolutely. You share that. Exactly. And that's why when he said, I, you know, I want to go into ROTC, I want to, you know, be in the Navy and I want to fly planes. I said, I want you to do what absolutely you want to uh, do. You handled that well. But see, I think that uh, Sage may have picked some of that up from you, Dedra. Yep. Because you let him know somehow that you resented art being shoved down your throat. Yep. I think so. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's much more. It's much better to have children that aren't interested in art. Anyway, <laughs> exactly. But but you sound really like, you, you know, Sage. You sound like you know enough about it that you're like, can't stand it. Yeah, I remember taking art classes in like elementary that were sort of mandatory. Like you would go once a week and you would alternate. And I remember just sort of excelling through them. Like, oh yeah, I know this kind of art, this kind of art, and it was it just didn't interest me. So do you think, uh, you both of you, do you think that uh, Sage could could have talent or might be talented at it if he wasn't so oh, like resentful about it? Which, yeah. I, which I understand. Unfortunately, aesthetically, he's really, he has the eye, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he painted something when he was six and my husband was going to frame it. And it had, it was very abstract, mm-hmm. blues and greens, had a little tiny thing in the mm-hmm. corner that was a little tiny orange triangle. Mm-hmm. My husband trimmed it off to frame it. And Sage got really upset. He goes, you cut off the best part. Oh, and man. And so, like, he's got the eye aesthetically and, you know, his clothes and his taste. And, yeah, he knows. He's got it. And whether he ever he uses it. He doesn't want to pull it out. He doesn't want to pull it out. And that's fine. Uh-huh. But How about girls? 
uh, is it is, are you too young to ask about girls sage no not really no do what Tedra, have you seen seen sage with any girls or i wouldn't i wouldn't embarrass him but um I'm really proud that he's assimilated into an all African American high school. There are about two or three Anglo's out of three thousand kids, mm-hmm. and um, I know he's—I know he came home with candy. And I'm like, boys don't give other boys candy, so that had to come uh, from a girl. Uh, uh. I, I, I'm not meddling, you know. I think I think that uh, you're going to be a big influence on on the chick that Sage picks. What do you think, <laughs> Sage? <laughs> She'll have pink. What hair. kind of chicks? What kind of chicks do you like? Do you I, like chicks? Yes. Of course. Yeah. He's a hetero. There's no question about it. One can always hope. And he's 15. Yeah. He's charming and handsome. And I'm sure he gets plenty of attention. So You're trying to set me up here? Actually, I'm going to be doing these. I am going to start doing that. I'm going to have blind dates here. All right. He'll fly up. He said yeah. yesterday we were walking through the park and he said, this would be a really great place to bring a date. Walk yeah, around New York I'll City. Say, yeah. If you come here, I'll set you up on a blind date on oh, the radio. Oh, that's precious. Yeah, for sure. We could do it, uh, you know, via phone too. That'll be fun. Yeah, get you a nice chick. We had we nice had, teenage girl. We had a and my husband will be jealous. <laughs> oh, he's red now. Look how he's he's matching his pants oh. now. He's face so, is bright red. So what 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 do you what do you look for in a girl, Sage? What do you look for in a girl? Like what do you what what, what kind of? I bet there are things about you know your mom that you like and things. That like are just like I want. I guess I I guess I do like fun and creative people. Mm-hmm. Besides like boring like math like oh yeah, mm-hmm. um, but that's just because I'm not one of those per- people. I'm I'm I I like to say I'm not very creative, even though I I probably do have the eye. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I just don't really do it that much. But other people I like to see fun creative people. That's why I like. I like my mom so much. She's fun and creative. Stop. Mm-hmm. Stop. So you like being around fun, creative people, but you don't have to be the person. The yeah. And also your mom gets a lot of attention, right? Yes. She's kind of like a, uh, you know, she, 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 she's the people, she lights up the room, I bet, right? Definitely. So you, but you, but maybe you don't need that. No, I don't. Yeah. He's a quiet That's a big leader. difference. It's a big difference. What kind of entertainment do you like? Do you what do you do? Do you like music? Or? Um, I I would I could say I, I'm an audio head. I do like nice headphones and listening to good music. Uh, I also play a lot of video games, like every other teenage boy, mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. So, do you think you're going to be a pilot when you grow up? I hope so. Pilot like a uh, professional plane? Yeah. So, um, I would like to go to the Navy. Uh, and fly their fighter jets, mm-hmm. um, just because I can imagine, like, I don't know, dancing through the sky in some $40 million jet would be super awesome. You mm-hmm. are aware they use those to kill people. <laughs> yes. Okay. It's we a have a different worked... talk. Well, okay. All right. So, <laughs> uh, would, yeah. And then after that, probably go into, like, commercial Fly- uh, flying. Yeah. So, what do you think about that flying something, being part of the war machine? I mean, I, I do see it very patriotically. Um, oh. Hmm. Like I, I'm not a very patriotic person, but I do support. Uh, like it, it's it's an honorable thing. Mm-hmm. So, what is your mom, Thedra? Are you gonna? Are you guys gonna have a big fight about that? No, because no. 
you really should let your children just be happy. Okay, cool. And absolutely, the bottom line is they need to be happy. Now, I am pushing for the really good grades so that he can go to, like, Annapolis so that he's not on the front line, you know, if he's going to be... Right. The way what I'm telling myself is, if you're if you're a liberal and you have a son that really is passionate mm-hmm. about something like this, that if there was anyone that was going to have other men under his control and he was going to be responsible for other people's lives, you would want someone like Sage. He has a very huge kind heart. Mm. And so in my mind there needs uh, to be more men and more boys like the one it. that I raised. So this uh, is what I'm telling myself so I'm not No, it's panicking true. at night. No, you know? I think that's great. I'll go with that for and sure. That makes really good sense he's, to me. You know, leader of his Boy Scout troop and he's he like is? a soft leader and he's quiet and the the younger so he's ones got like a good him. leader. Oh. He's like a a kind He's he's a kind oh, person, and so a, a, like a benevolent leader. Yeah, we need like a, 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 Obama, right? I think. Oh my like, God! Don't get me. I'm oh, so sad. Yes. You did a good job. You did a good job, Sandra. I think so. I think you did. Think Probably so. because you and your husband have a nice relationship, right? True. Yeah. So do you th- do you see your parents as a good relationship, Sage? Yes, definitely. They couldn't. I don't mean to be rude here, but they could not work without each other. Huh. Yeah. Are you are you going to have that ideal when you meet somebody? Are you afraid of that? That would scare me a little. Uh, How are I, you going to work that out? I don't know. We'll get there when we get there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put pressure on you. <laughs> so tell tell me um you're okay, I want to ask I want to talk to you guys together about um what happened when your mom got diagnosed with cancer. Because why not? We're having a casual conversation. Absolutely. So, Sage, did you see your mother, like, did your mother change? How was she affected? Like, it must have affected your whole family. How did that, how did, are you traumatized? How did that, um, how, how did you process that? How, how would you, how could you tell me about it now? I don't remember, like, a specific day that they told me it, whether it happened or not. I just don't remember. But... I just think that she got stronger, to mm-hmm. the, like unbelievably stronger. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can't really explain it. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, you just did. Yeah, like stronger as a per, as a self directed human. Texas badass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's interesting. Did you know that, Thedra? No, that I didn't know he thought, thought that. that. No. What it, What do you think changed? For you, like, how um, do you think it changed you? When you've walked on that other side, you're you're completely different. Um, yeah, I'm more grateful mm-hmm. for everything, mm-hmm. and um, that's a really great place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I think I have a little bit of survivor's guilt, and um, you mean because you're part of a community, of right? Women. Unfortunately, I have a you know you go online to check in with friends, and somebody's not doing so well, and then they're not there two weeks right, later. You right, know, right. so it's a really it's hard to be supportive and 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 be part of that community, and then just and then just have people just go. You know, it's right. It, and so you're constantly faced with that. I also didn't have to do chemo, so I kind of feel. Right, guilty that I didn't have to do that. Um, right, they caught it really early, and so it happened really fast. Most women get a lump, they go in, they take it out. It takes three weeks or six weeks. The doctor finally comes in. And they're like, "Okay, we're going to do a biopsy." Then they go in, they take that out, and they're like, mm-hmm. "Okay, you know, it it went mm-hmm. like within twenty minutes." I've I went, had that experience. I, I mean, know. I had stage. Yeah, we did talk about it, that. I had stage zero cancer, like 
in 08 and I'm fine now and I'm yeah but they draw it out and and well yeah what was great for me was I went from thinking I was giving a kidney like I had my toenails painted and I had new pajamas and in three mm-hmm. days we were gonna I was gonna be like I'm not fucking decorating the tree I gave a kidney you guys do it so I like in my mind that and then all of a sudden 20 minutes later I'm sitting in Methodist Hospital in Houston and the the head Dr. Barbara Bass who's awesome rock star mm-hmm. in her office and she's like we're gonna take care of you we're gonna you know mm-hmm. it's all be done and then it happened you know in February. So mm-hmm. it happened really quick. So I didn't mm-hmm. have to go through. Um, and then I decided to have both of them take them off because I'm like, I love symmetry. Like, you know, I'm one of these girls. So that, you really only needed one. Well, no. I woke up and my husband was leaning over. He's like, good call. The other one was filled as well. Oh, wow. So, so yeah. It was you a are, good call. Yeah. You are. You are all. Lucky. You are all lucky. Yeah. 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 So that's a um, inspirational story right there. You know, my doctor right now has a, a 19 year old and an 11 year old with breast cancer. So I really want. Oh, I'm so to, sorry. I know. And oh, I, I grew an up 11 year old girl. Yeah. With breast yeah. Cancer. Yeah. It's Unheard. what we're putting in our food and drink and water. And I was I grew up in Eagle Pass, Texas and in, in Camado in a small border town um, that was very agricultural heavy, you know, and so they mm-hmm. call these hot spots. And you mean the, because there's a lot of chemicals? Chemicals, yeah. Yeah, I mean, my brother and I were talking about that last night because we both have had, you know, fortunately brief, you know, not, you know, quote-unquote serious bouts with cancer. Um, and we were, But, you know, we have a friend that's going through it, another thing where he'll probably be fine once they remove it. But it's just, we were saying, like, you know, that everyone we know it's so common now and i'm sure it has to do with the environment donald trump <laughs> yeah i i wouldn't put it past right it, it yeah. seems really we is might that as well your just, feeling yeah just roll it all together all the bad shit in the world exactly yeah sad yeah. sad story it's his fault it's his fault yeah i like having a villain to blame oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i said today i'm just going to digress for a second but i i i, I said i want to put this out there i think it's really important for to take note of it is like the thing that's bothering me i realize the most is that uh donald trump or i call it trump land because it's not just him um is mocking uh being kind it's almost like if you're kind you're foolish and you're a loser in that evil? and and that is something that i want us to all be aware of and check yeah you know so uh you know and i uh I can see that Sage is, is is holding on to his kindness and benefiting from it. So what's your brother like? He's definitely more my dad. I am definitely my mom. Um he's sort of very logically based. He he's just acts like my dad a lot. Hmm. <laughs> you mean more uh level headed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. How does he know? have a girlfriend? Oh, or a partner? Um, that that's a whole Boyfriend. other hot bob. Uh, he got left at the altar. We were supposed to have a huge family oh. wedding this June in New Jersey. Oh no! Yeah, and um, she changed her mind. But he's bounced. He's in Philly, and and he's doing that's good. horrible. It was. Were you surprised? Yes, totally. Did you like that person? I loved her. Yeah, I loved her. Did it make any sense why that happened? Well, yeah, they were 22 and they were very young. They met the first day of school. We were camping Uh, in Ithaca and her family uh, pulled up and said, can we check out your cabin? And 
they saw each other and they dated all through college, went to uh, England together. Yeah, we call her, you know, his starter wife, and she did uh, teach him to cook. Uh, yeah. Well, it's good that they didn't get married, right? Yeah. 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 And they're and he's he's only how old? Twenty three. Yeah. Twenty three. So he's, he's so fine. young. He's a he's baby. also available. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Oh. He's he's bounced. Yeah. He's yeah. Fine. And he 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 had a learning experience. We all had a we all had a learning experience. Okay. We have eight minutes left, and I just want to make sure that we also cover how your um how how your you know your bout with your breast cancer um, influenced your work. I mean, it was, I get the feeling it was pretty explicit to begin with, right? I've always just made art about what I was doing at the time. I mean, I had a new baby Mm -hmm. years ago and I did a 6,000 cherry jello homage to the American childhood. So I've always just, whatever Mm -hmm. I was at, which Mm -hmm. was cleaning up throw up or jello, or I did a volcanic tit that had human breast milk butter in it Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. when I was in England, they were giving me shit about breastfeeding in public. And so Mm -hmm. I've always kind of and then I have always painted dollies without tits really large and and then when I lost my tits it all just kind of came together in kind of a weird So it's really time. more about um what what was happening to you at the time. But yeah. did did it feel like is there a particular connection that you feel with that body of work in a way? Uh, or is it the all The dolls or the newer work? Um the newer work's very collage and I think I'm moving more away from just it being about breast cancer and it's more like just body support and strong powerful women and loving what your body is and um that's kind of where i feel like i'm going now ah so you maybe you gained a certain consciousness from what you went through and now it's moving on to a broader yeah absolutely because i guess you must feel um I'm, the word liberation came to mind a certain liberation of um you know being um out in public in such a just naturally big way and not having tits. Uh, you know, everyone's like, oh, people notice. And I'm like, are you kidding? I have pink hair and a big booty. No one is looking at my... Oh. And you know what? No one looks at anyone's tits after you're 24 years old anyway. Let's just face it. Yeah. I mean, let's, I mean, unfortunately, our culture is very much a youth culture. So I'm right. like... Right. <laughs> it is. And so, really, who who cares? They did they did what they needed to do, and I thoroughly documented the shit out of them, and mm-hmm. they fed both my babies, and, you know, I didn't need them. The, the fuckers tried to kill me, so I'm glad they're gone. Yeah, but, I mean, like, when you get dressed up and you go out, you know, you go to, like, like Sage says, to, like, a benefit or an opening or your own opening. Um, it's... Is it? It's not. It, I'm guessing it's probably not even that much on your mind anymore, right? No. You've gotten Mm-mm. used to it. I also have never really been, lived inside my body. That's why I think I was kind of really mm, interesting, a perfect con- candidate to give a kidney because mm-hmm. I was just like I don't really think about my body very much. Mm. Do you think that maybe getting married, um, or let's say finding a sexual partner so early on and uh, exploring and learning about sex together, like helped you feel really confident and comfortable with your body. Yes. I'm Uh, so blessed about that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's funny because you just reminded me of, um, I did the show psychotherapy live where I did psychotherapy and audience volunteers. And I did it in Edinburgh at the festival one year. And I remember very, very, um, you know, uh, clearly meeting um, couples that were into S&M and those were the closest couples. And I don't mean like just mm-hmm. S&M people that had, 
a sexual life and a sexual exploration together. And those people really, it really made a difference in their relationships. I think any relationship where you're completely honest and just really, really straightforward and upfront, you're just, it's just going to be better. Yeah. Yeah. But I also think that what happens is that your sense of sexuality and your body get really integrated as opposed to like trying to meet people like at a, you know, with the way, the way it happens to to many, most of us, which is like, say at a bar or a party or <laughs> online. And so you have to think about your looks and pre, and your presentation of your looks. Yeah. And um, I think that maybe you were able to transcend that to some degree with, 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 with still making your sexuality sort of front and center. Yep. Or integrate. That's good. Yeah. That's yeah. really great. That's, that's a good. great, that's a great example. Sage, how do you feel about that? Are you embarrassed? Do you see your parents that way? I can't believe I'm having this conversation <laughs> in front of you. I can't either. Not really. I, I just imagine them as mom and dad. Yeah. No, no but do no. you? Yeah. So you don't. You just. No don't one even... wants to imagine their parents having sex. Are you kidding? <laughs> no. Well, you know. <laughs> Ew. No, but uh, yeah, it's interesting. So, so what, what do you th- what do you think about all the like? What about porn? What about the way that sex is so um, false? Well, so um, commodified now, so available yeah. and so commodified. What do you think, Sage? You it's don't everywhere. care. Yeah, I don't. You don't. You don't even notice it, right? We have no. we have a good friend who's a porn king, Colby Keller, uh-huh. and um, he'll. I just you know I I I follow his art blog, but I don't really look at his porn because it'd be like watching my kids' porn. He's you know like a little brother to me, and uh-huh. um, oh, he makes porn, gay porn, mm-hmm. and um. So it's been nice to know someone who really does that for a living and so to kind of give a different perspective. Mm. And it just winds up being work. Right. You know? Right. Right. And, um, right. Yeah. Right. And so we talk about that. But um, yeah, it's definitely a job. I had a sex worker on last week. We have two minutes, two seconds left. And I just want to tell you how much I loved having you both oh, here and how so I much. really feel great connection. Dr. Lisa gives a shit. 